Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. Delighted to have you with me. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Also, if you text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777, you can get all the details about the show, the live stream, the podcast, the daily email, everything. Follow me around social media. All right, I I, I got to begin, <laughs> blessedly, thankfully, not with the battle over Kevin McCarthy in the House of Representatives. The Biden administration, uh, Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security, has decided we need to build a wall in Texas. He is citing an acute and immediate need to waive dozens of federal laws to build a border wall in South Texas where illegal migration has surged. The agency posted an announcement on the U.S. Federal Register that outlines construction in Starr County in the Rio Grande Valley sector where the administration says there's a high illegal entry. The agency said there have been over 245,000 migrant encounters this fiscal year. Mayorkas says he's using his authority provided by Congress to waive 26 federal laws, including the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act, and... The Endangered Species Act. Oh, my gosh. The spotted owl could die. Let it. The, the, the hairy toad worm of South Texas could, they could get the jackalope. They could make the jackalope extinct. They're getting rid of the, you environmentalists. The Endangered Species Act is on pause in South Texas. All the farmers down there are like, let's go get the guns. <laughs> There's presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States in the project areas pursuant to sections 102A and 102B of the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996. Now, let's hop in a plane and go for a ride up to 50,000 feet and look down at the situation. So obviously we're in like a Gulfstream, a nice private jet. We've called Priority Jet. We're up high. We're looking down at the peons in their commercial jets, looking down beneath 50,000 foot view. Y'all, I'm going to go to a completely unrelated story. I'm a professional. I can string these things together. Joe Biden and Jill Biden refused to recognize their, what is it, sixth grandchild, their granddaughter in Arkansas. Hunter Biden. Yeah, I promise it is related to the border. I promise. We're actually talking about illegal immigration, but we're not. We're talking about the stripper daughter, uh, Hunter Biden's daughter from the stripper who lives in Arkansas. We're, we're talking about the granddaughter that Joe Biden only just recognized. Joe Biden refused to recognize his granddaughter, refused to acknowledge she was his. It was it was poor Hunter Biden. He didn't want to upset or offend Hunter Biden. He didn't want to talk about the grandchild because it was a sensitive situation with Hunter Biden. 
media outlets, after a right-wing chorus sustained for some time, talked about the hypocrisy of it, media outlets began to do stories on it as the uh, parental rights hearing in Arkansas went forward as they were trying to enter a settlement, and then Maureen Dowd in the New York Times wrote a story criticizing Joe Biden for his refusal to acknowledge his grandchild. It came across as heartless. It came across as heartless. It came across as cruel. And it came across as a man who couldn't get his son to act like a man. I have a 14-year-old son. And I struggle more and more these days a, a, about how do I make sure that my son becomes a good man? There's only so much you can do, raise up your child in the word, things like that. You get good advice. A, a buddy of mine recommended a book, The Intentional Father. And this friend of mine, he he goes through rites of passage with this, and I've never done anything. This wasn't something I did with my dad. And, and now I'm like, I, I need to do more with my son. He's hitting that age so that I make sure as best I can, as much as in my control, that I raise my son to be a good man. Joe Biden didn't do that. Joe Biden abandoned his kids. He went and Joe Biden himself was raised by the wolves of the Senate. Ted Kennedy and Chris Dodd out at night with young Joe Biden, the youngest member of the Senate at the time in the 70s, left his his kids at home. His wife had died, his two sons traumatized, and Joe decided to go to the Senate, left him at home. He ultimately married Jill Biden, had one more kid with Jill Biden, and she raised the kids, but absent dad, mom's dead, absent dad. Uh, you, you raised one son who screwed up in the head. You understand Hunter Biden is screwed up in the head, given what happened to him and the way he was raised. You understand it, but that doesn't make an excuse for him. At some point, you take responsibility for your actions, but Joe Biden, the entire time Hunter Biden has been around, has worked very hard, so Hunter Biden never has to take responsibility for his actions. It's always poor Hunter, poor Hunter. We're not going to acknowledge the kid. We're not going to acknowledge the drug addiction. We're going to make sure that Joe, that Hunter can use dad's name to get contracts. Only Philip Bump at the Washington Post is without any curiosity as to whether or not Joe engaged in shenanigans to help Hunter. Of course he did. You know he did. That's Joe Biden's pattern in practice to enable his drug addicted son because he feels guilty for the way Hunter Biden was raised. You don't have to be a psychologist to understand what What's going on here? And it took media outrage from Maureen Dowd on the op-ed page of the New York Times for Joe Biden to finally acknowledge the existence of his grandchild. And by the way, he's still struggling to acknowledge it. The other day, he forgot about her again, gave the wrong number of grandchildren, had to correct himself. And then there's Commander. Yep, we've gone from border crossings to grandkid to the dog, and it's all about illegal immigration, believe it or not. The dog. Major, Joe Biden's German Shepherd, biting Secret Service agents. They had to disappear the dog. They brought in Commander. I assume you all know this. I assume you know it, uh, that... The Secret Service agents, the number one job of Secret Service agents is actually to root out counterf counterfeiters. They were in the Treasury Department. 
and uh, their their job was to root out counterfeiters. But one of the other jobs of the Secret Service is to protect the president of the United States of America. They will jump in front of a bullet for the president of the United States. One of my favorite movies, I, I love this movie. This movie came out um, when I was on my way to college and I saw it several times in the theater. It's the first time I remember going outside of Star Wars repeatedly to a movie theater to see a movie. It was In the Line of Fire with Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich, Rene Russo. Clint Eastwood plays a Secret Service agent. John Malkovich is a would-be presidential assassin. It's a great, great, great movie. A Secret Service agent will jump in front of a bullet to save the president of the United States, kill himself to save the president. That's his job. And at the White House, Joe Biden has been allowing his dogs to bite the Secret Service agents, multiple Secret Service agents. And now over the weekend comes a story from the mainstream media, not from conservative press, but from the New York Times again, that though Major Biden was out of the White House Commander Biden has been biting not just the Secret Service agents, but also biting the residential staff in the White House, the people whose job is to make Joe Biden's life comfortable. The valets, the cooks, the cleaning staff, the maids, the butlers, they're there to serve at the pleasure of the president, to make the president and his family feel comfortable in public housing. And the only reason we know that it was beyond the Secret Service because a tourist happened to be at the White House and snapped a picture of the dog as the dog was biting one of the groundskeepers. And then the story comes out from the New York Times that it wasn't just the groundskeeper. And in that case, the groundskeeper was playing with the dog, allegedly, and accidentally got bit, but the dog didn't break the skin. But it came out that maids and butlers and others in the White House had been bitten by this dog. Secret service agents have been bitten by this dog. Now we learn today that Jill Biden, not Joe, but Jill, has taken commander from the White House. Here's the point of all the stories. The White House is willing to build a wall now. They're willing to even waive the Endangered Species Act to build a wall in Texas to keep out the illegal immigrants. But it took the New York Times to do a story on the surge in blue cities and blue states of illegal immigrants, of Kathy Hugel, the governor of New York, saying we need to build a wall. The New York Times covering Democratic politicians saying it's time to build a wall. We've got to do something. This is a bad situation. It took the New York Times to express outrage for Joe Biden to act. It took the New York Times to express outrage about Joe Biden ignoring his his granddaughter for him to act. It took the New York Times to lament Commander Biden biting people at the White House before Joe Biden would act. And this is the problem with this administration and the reason people do not like or trust Joe Biden's leadership. It should not take outrage in the New York Times for a leader to lead. It should not take outrage in the newspaper for the leader to do the right thing. You 
should not have to have the newspapers of America be the conscience of the president for the president to do the right thing. These men and women in the Secret Service were willing to take a bullet for Joe Biden, and he couldn't be bothered to get the damn dog out of the White House that kept biting the Secret Service or put a muzzle on it at least. And it's not the dog's fault. The dog is a dog, is a German shepherd. It's Joe Biden's dog, and it's Joe Biden who could have corrected the dog, trained the dog, gotten the dog help, done something with the dog. German shepherds do not normally go out of their way to just start biting random people. This is the man. It's a sign of the character of the man. After two years of telling us the border is secure and everything is fine, they're going to memory hole that and they're going to build a wall. But they're not building a wall because it's the right thing to do. They're not building a wall to stop illegal immigration. They're not building a wall to protect the people of Texas. They're building a wall because the outrage in the mainstream left-leaning media has finally gotten too much to handle. That's the only reason they're doing it. It's the only reason Joe Biden acts in any direction when the mainstream national left-leaning liberal media decides it's time for Joe Biden to change course. He is a Muppet with the New York Times editor's hands up his butt making him act. That's all. Guys, if you're a small, mid-sized business, you're struggling with HR issues, you have employees not showing up, or you got to do a termination, you need onboarding of employees, maybe there's a sexual harassment complaint, you want an HR manager, you don't want to be the bad guy with your employees, Bambi can play the role of HR for you, $99 a month, available by phone, email, real-time chat, they do onboardings, terminations, they help your team members get to peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations regardless of which state. They're great. Now, they're U.S.-based. They, you got somebody to talk to who's dedicated to your team. They give you access to HR expertise, and they add personal touches. So even though they're outsourced by your company, they really feel like they're a part of your team. That matters. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast. When you sign up, it'll help my show. Bambi.com, B-A-M-B-E-E.com, Bambi.com, Eric Erickson in the podcast tab. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Glad to have you with me as always. Joe Biden is, well, let, I'm just going to give you the story and let's let's see what you think. If Just ask yourself, what would the reaction be if Trump did it? It's from the Washington Free Beacon. President Joe Biden had nominated Hunter Biden's, has nominated Hunter Biden's former law firm colleague to lead the Office of the Special Counsel, which has faced congressional pressure to investigate the Biden administration's handling of an investigation into his troubled first son. Biden on Wednesday tapped Hampton Dellinger to lead the office, which investigates corruption in the executive branch and provides protections to federal whistleblowers. Dellinger currently serves as the head of the Justice Department's Office of Legal Policy. If confirmed, Dellinger could create a conflict of interest given his links to Hunter Biden. 
Dellinger and the younger Biden worked together. The white shoe law firm Boy Schiller Flexner, the Washington Free Beacon reported. In 2014, Hunter Biden tapped the law firm to represent Burisma Holdings. Hunter Biden and the law firm's crisis management and government response team developed a public relations and lobbying strategy to help Burisma. Dillinger served on the law firm's crisis management and government response team, though it's unclear if he did work for Burisma. But emails show Dillinger and Hunter Biden did cross paths on numerous occasions, including a lunch date in February 2014 and a dinner party in March of 2014. Hmm. What do you think the media reaction would be if Donald Trump had put in charge the Office of Legal Counsel, someone who went to school with Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr.? What, what, what do you think the reaction would be, friends? And the Democrats will turn a blind eye to this. It's like you and I know darn well, those gals on The View. They would be enraged and make it the lead story if Donald Trump had a dog that repeatedly bit Secret Service agents. It would be a top story. But because it's Joe Biden's dog, they're just absolutely mum. Absolutely mum. Not saying a word. Excusing Joe Biden. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. Is, is it any wonder people on the right are less and less inclined to want to like hold their own side accountable given that the left doesn't? I, I continue to believe the voters eventually will if you don't, which is why I think we should. But I get it. I totally get it. 877-973-7425 is the number. i got to tell you guys, the Eden Pure 3 pack is back. I'm going to Las Vegas this weekend. Uh, it's actually a work trip, believe it or not. It is a work trip. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to the Monday night football game, Raiders versus Packers. But I'm taking with me my Eden Pure Thunderstorm. I always do. Because if someone's been smoking in the hotel room, and you know Vegas sometimes, you never know what you're going to get. So I can fire up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm, and it'll wipe out the smoke odors in the hotel room. They really do work. They're the size is slightly bigger than your hand. You can put it in your bag. You can plug it in with a USB cord in your car or directly into the wall, and it wipes out odors. It's also an air purifier, so it gets rid of the mildew, the dust, the mold. But as an odor eliminator, it's genius. Litter box odors, smoke odors, pet odors, cooking odors, musty odors, you name it, it wipes out those odors. You can get three of them for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, just my name. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. You'll see the discount code box on the front page. You put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, and you can get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200, saving $200, and you get free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, my name, ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I want to take some phone calls before I do. Let me bring you up to speed on the speaker's race. There are two major candidates that have advanced. uh, Jim Jordan, who just makes a ton of sense to me, and Steve Scalise. Steve Scalise from Louisiana. He was the one who got shot in the mass assassination attempt of, of the Republicans and and was in the hospital for a while. He's now the majority leader in the House. Uh, so Scalise is probably the front runner, but I just like Jim Jordan. He's kind of been the conservative warrior. It would kind of um, throw off the impeachment investigation, but I think Jordan could get it back up to speed, I, and Jordan would be good. Uh, he would make the conservatives happy. He certainly got trust. Now, Here's the catch. 
we got a situation where um, they want to get rid of the one vote, one person to get make the motion to vacate the chair. Bob Good of Virginia says no dice. He's not getting rid of it. That may stymie things. How can you actually be Speaker of the House with a gun to your head, which is what it amounts to? Kevin McCarthy lasted a little over nine months. Um, how do you how do you do this? It's going to make it difficult. I think Jordan probably because he's got the trust of the conservatives will be given a little more leeway. But will the moderates stab him in the back? Will it be the moderates? I don't know. They, they've they've created a mess for themselves. They'll certainly navigate it, I suspect, and I don't know that it really matters next year. Everybody in Washington likes to look at this thing in terms of the election next year. I don't know that it matters. One thing that does matter, I do think, is that McCarthy was able to raise a ton of money and fund candidates, and I don't know that he's going to be so inclined to do that now. And this new speaker, whoever it is, is going to need to really dedicate themselves to boosting a fundraising operation. Um, I got more to say on that, but I'm, I'm happy to take your phone calls. First, I want to go to Lee. Uh, you're going to be up first on the Eric Erickson Show. Lee, welcome. Thank you very much. I just wanted to comment on what you were talking about in your monologue. And I think that it's Greg Abbott and his leadership in Texas that made any of it happen by busting these migrants and taking a stand to affect the liberal cities. Amen. Yes. Uh, DeSantis to a little bit because he he was the one who flew those people to Martha's Vineyard and sent them to New York. But Abbott really led the way. And uh, in fact, Abbott yesterday informed the state of Illinois to expect three busloads a day of illegal immigrants headed to Illinois. And in Massachusetts, there was the story yesterday at Gillette Stadium that people going for the Army-Navy game this weekend can't get hotel rooms because illegal immigrants are taking them all up uh, from the bus trips there. Greg Abbott's the one who exposed this. And now here's here's the issue. This is the larger issue. Progressives in blue states did not have any empathy or sympathy for Texas. didn't have any empathy or sympathy for the situation in Texas. They wanted to be sanctuary cities. They were going to let illegal immigrants stay. And you people in Texas, you're just cruel, heartless racists. So Greg Abbott started sending people to their states. Suddenly their social services got to see what Texas was seeing Their cities got to see what Texas was seeing, and suddenly they didn't like it so much, and their sanctuary cities became sanctimonious cities. They wanted to lecture Texas, but they didn't want the illegals there after all. They didn't want to be sanctuary cities. Greg Abbott raised that awareness, and that mattered greatly. Mattered greatly. Tripp, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show. Hey, uh, good afternoon, Eric. I appreciate the chance to get a word with you. I... uh... I wonder if you're uh, if you're pulling our femur here. So Biden and the wall, um, it's uh, gosh, I think it's just uh, puffery. You know, first when he came in, he stopped the construction. He let the walls rot for three years. Um, then he uh, recently sold them off for pennies on the dollar. So he's, now he says he wants to build the wall. Well, two things. Um, it's going to take a while to get a new contract signed to get the wall rebuilt. But at the same time, he's fighting Texas regards to the buoys in the, right. in the Rio Grande. I think this is more gaslighting, to be honest with you. 
Look, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it is. I, I, I do know this. Um, the part of Texas where they want to build the wall, they claim they're building the wall, uh, is actually the part of Texas where they still had supplies left. They, You're right. They sold off a lot of the, the, the steel beams that were being used for scrap, but they still had some there. Uh, and it's notable that that's where they're saying they want to build it. But I, you're right. I don't know that you can actually believe him. This seems to be all for performance for 2024, that he's got to look like he's doing something. And you will note this is Mayorkas and Homeland Security doing it. It's not Biden himself that wants it. Biden could always scuttle it. So I, I can tell you what the news is. And Republicans are are happy with Mayorkas for doing this. But, yeah, uh, believe it when you see it for sure because the Biden administration, again, you, you point out correctly that they sold off a lot of the steel beams for like pennies on the dollar saying they weren't going to build the wall, trying to get rid of it. Um, I just it is notable. There was a story in The Wall Street Journal this morning that this part of Texas where they want to build the wall, actually, that's the part of the the border where they didn't sell the scrap. It's still there, still waiting. They still had the plans, so they could build it and they could probably do it expeditiously. But, yeah, you're right. We should take a field trip down there and see if they actually do it. Um, It's going to be smoke and mirrors until they do. Yeah. What what about you're you're saying that that was. You see, I, I just think we're being gaslit. So yesterday he says he's going to build the wall, and this morning's NYT says uh, we still have some there. I mean, I, I mean that's that's at, at the very least uh, coordination, if not absolute. You know? No, 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 no. Let, let, let me back up. So, and this, by the way, this isn't even disputed by Greg Abbott in, in Texas that uh, Biden decided okay. to sell. So the Trump administration laid out the pallets of the steel along the border, basically from the Gulf of Mexico all the way over to California, where they were going to start building construction. The Biden administration has been selling it off. Um, however, uh, the part in Texas had not actually been sold off. And, and again, the, the Texans aren't disputing this either. Uh, so if, if Texas is saying, yeah, this is so, they've got the materials there. They could build the wall in that particular portion. Uh, they're not going to build okay. a wall contrary to what's being talked about. They're not building a wall across the border. They're only going to build a wall in uh, about 20 miles of Texas, which means the people are just going to walk around it. I mean, we, we know where this goes. They walk around the wall, and Joe Biden says, but look, I built this big, beautiful wall that Donald Trump didn't build. Yeah, but you didn't build a long enough wall to keep the people from coming. So I, your gaslighting is well taken, and we can't believe them until we actually see it. Um, the fact that Mayorkas is doing this, and he's doing this in this part of Texas where there's a problem— gives me some hope that they will build it, but also that hope is tempered by the fact that, as you say, they really went out of their way to try to make it impossible to build this wall. They really went out of their way to not solve this problem. So what's probably going to happen is they will build this section of wall. They will say, behold, look at our glorious wall. Don't pay attention to the people coming around the edges of it. No, 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 no. Look at the wall. Don't look at the people walking around either side of it. Because, y'all, I mean, it's 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 kind of common sense. If you build a wall to keep wild animals off your property and your wall doesn't cover the entirety of your property, it just covers a portion of your property, what are the animals going to do in their migratory patterns? They're going to walk around the wall. They don't even have to climb over it. They just walk around it. That's what's happening here. It's all for performance. That's that's the issue. It's all for performance. Paul, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program. 
Oh, good afternoon, Eric. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Hey, I wanted to make bring up three points quickly, and I will hang up, and I want your take on it. All right. Number, number one, um, isn't President Biden uh, in direct violation of his oath of office to protect this country from all enemies, foreign and domestic? Well, number two, okay. number two is uh, his dereliction of duty. And number three, his uh, illegal uh, uh, aiding and abetting in the illegal crossings at the border. Are those not impeachable offenses? If they need evidence, there's uh, like eight million of them <laughs> roaming around yes. the country, Look, and more coming every day. I, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on it. I, I'm look, not the sharpest knife in the door. No, Paul. Look, I, I I get it. So so here it is. I I completely agree with you. Uh, this is one of the. They should have added this to the impeachment. I mean, Joe Biden told those people when he got elected, Trump's not president now. It's safe, and they took him at his word. And they started coming up, um, and I, I just I, – I absolutely think that that should be part of it. By the way, this just happened at the White House. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Do you believe the border wall works? No, says Joe Biden. Uh, just as Joe Biden announces they're going to start building the border wall. What? No, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, this – this gets to the the other point. Yes, we're being gaslit here. They got the supplies in Texas to be able to do it. They they never sold those. They sold all the rest of them. They just hadn't got. They were by the way. They were going to sell this in Texas. They were going to sell this deal. They just hadn't gotten around to it yet, which is why it's still there. So now they say they're going to build the wall. They just asked the president in the Oval Office, "Do you believe border walls work?" And he says, "No." This is, Paul, why he should be impeached. He has allowed an invasion of the United States, and he has refused to aid the states that are being invaded. In fact, he'd made the Texans get rid of the buoys and the barbed wire. We are we're being scammed. We are being scammed. That is the reality of it. We're being played. The media gets the headlines. And look, if if they really do build the wall, God bless them for building the wall. But they're just going to come around the wall. That's the problem. They're going to come around the wall. They're not building a full wall. It's for show. It's pro forma. It's performative. It's it's not even a full wall. When nobody who builds a wall around their property builds it partly around their property, unless it's for show. That's what's happening here. Eight seven seven. 973-7425. If you want to be on the program, a little bit more on the speaker issue before I get to commercial break. Um, Tom Emmers is the National Republican Congressional Campaign Chair. He's now the whip. He was the NRCC chair. Uh, the, whether you whether you like it or not, the the NRCC outperformed everybody. I'm not a big NRCC fan. I'm not a Tim McCarthy fan. And here I have been saying they should have not tossed him then. It's a weird position to be in. But Emmers is now the whip. He wants to be the majority leader. The Trump team is trying to sabotage him from being the majority leader because they say he certified the election in 2020, and it's payback for that. Um, 
I don't know that they'll stop it. The logical progression of these things tends to be Scalise gets elevated to speaker. Embers' whip gets elevated to majority leader. Somebody else comes in, a Drew Ferguson in Georgia maybe, comes in as whip. That seems to make sense uh, that something like that happens. But uh, Jim Jordan is rallying the faithful. He's rallying the conservatives, and Jordan could get it. And Trump is now out to scuttle Embers. I don't know how much influence he'll have on that fight, but it could be. We will see. Now I need to tell you about Stamps.com. I did this yesterday. So um, taking a buddy of mine with Philip and Charlie, me to go on this trip this weekend, and I had a package for him that I needed to get to him before we go on the trip. Um, and so I got on Stamps.com yesterday. I put out, filled out the label. They printed it on a little thermal printer. I stuck it on the box. I didn't arrange pickup. I literally just went to the UPS store and I dropped it off. That's it. Skip the line, dropped it off. It was already measured, already weighed, already wrapped, already already had the label. It's so easy to do. They could save you money as well, up to 84% off shipping costs at the post office or UPS. They can e- integrate with all the great shopping services out there if you're sending packages, if you're a e-retailer or something like that. It saves you money. You can, get a, you can go to stamps.com, click on the microphone, and put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You sign up for your account. You're going to get a free digital sale. You're going to get some free postage. You do not have a contract to say. You do not have long-term commitments. Uh, you can cancel at any time, but it will save you money, and it's so convenient for shipping packages for the holiday season, you name it. Again, you go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You will get great savings. You'll get the free digital scale. You don't have a long-term commitment or a contract, and it just works. I yesterday did it. I bypassed the line. It was great. You don't have to stand in line. You just get your shipping done. They make it super convenient. Stamps.com. Click the mic. Put in Eric. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty, building and loan wherever you are. Nationwide First Liberty can help your business grow. If you're buying a building, building a building, however you need to grow your building or business, reach out to First Liberty. Get on their website. FirstLibertyGA.com has got all their contact info. Spend 10 minutes with them at least. See if they're a good fit for you. The deals they do, $250,000 or more to buy a building, build a building, buy a franchise, spend a franchise, buy out a business partner, buy out a competitor, things like that. FirstLibertyGA.com. So I need to address the Trump as speaker issue because uh, Lister Todd emailed me and said, what, what's, what's going on here? People are talking about Trump as speaker. Under the Constitution, it is not clear that someone not a member of the House can be speaker. It's never happened before. But um, a couple of members of the House Republican Conference said they intended to nominate Donald John Trump to be Speaker of the House. Trump hasn't really said one way or the other whether he's interested in it. In the past, he had floated the idea. It can't happen. Now, I think it would be really funny. The Democrats decided not to bail out Kevin McCarthy, and so now they get a, a Donald Trump as speaker. It would be funny just if we're into entertainment mode in politics. you got to acknowledge it would be really funny. They didn't back up Kevin McCarthy, and so now they're stuck with Trump as speaker. That would be very funny, but it legally cannot happen. Why can it legally not happen? The rules of the House of Representatives of the United States of America, Rule 26, precludes any person under indictment for any crime with a jail term, prison term of two or more years from being Speaker of the House of Representatives. If you're indicted, not convicted, if you're indicted for a crime and that crime potentially could cost you two or more years in prison, you are ineligible to serve as Speaker of the House under the 26th rule of the House of Representatives. The Republicans themselves slid that rule in in January 
undetected, it was in the Republican rules package, to change that rule would require a two-thirds vote of the House of Representatives, not the Republicans. Once the rules are in place in the House, it requires a two-thirds vote of the whole House to change the rule. There's no way Democrats would vote for that, so there is no way legally Donald Trump can become Speaker of the House of Representatives. It was a, it was a funny idea, funny to float it, but legally it can't happen. Um, so there you have it. Uh, and he's he is not in court today. But that court case in New York continues. That case does not look good for him. It doesn't look nearly as bad as what the left has been saying, the properties case. And I suspect the judge is going to get reversed on appeal on some of his rulings. But it's still – it's costing him money. His campaign campaign team announced yesterday they raised more than DeSantis. DeSantis raised $15 million, Trump raised $35 million, except there's a problem. The DeSantis campaign is is the $15 million is the money under DeSantis's direct control – uh, for his campaign with one outside pack that he controls, the Trump $35 million is actually the super PAC that Trump does not control combined with Trump's funds. Trump himself didn't raise a lot of money, and most of, most of that money is going to pay his lawyers. On October 15th, we'll get the cash on hand numbers. We know DeSantis is going to have about $5 million on hand. That's not as good as the DeSantis people want you to believe. It's really not that great. We'll find out from Trump how much he has. At last check, it was about $6 million cash on hand with most of his money going to pay lawyers and committed to lawyers. So we'll see. When we come back, we got to switch gears. We got to get away from Washington politics. But first, we got to talk about deficits, debt, the interest rate, the mortgage rates. And yet, Joe Biden tried to forgive student loans again yesterday. That's going to have a negative impact on the deficit. Wall Street Journal, huge story today. For the first time in 25 years or ever, the deficit actually matters. And thanks to Joe Biden, it keeps getting bigger.